Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Speaking of outstanding, one of our favorite guests, the outstanding play-by-play voice of both the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Yankees, Spanish language, Ricky Ricardo, my friend, happy holidays to you and yours, and thanks for joining us today. Well, same to you and your family and all your great listeners. It's a pleasure to be on. You know, if it was the great, was it Mike Lang? I guess because the, the, Mike used to Lang. Do the Mike Lang. My, I, I got to figure out how to do scratch my back with a hacksaw in Spanish when when the Eagles uh, score a touchdown, something in honor of the great Mike Lang. I know. Well, you'd have to be, you'd have to do it about seventeen times a game. Yeah. What a <laughs> what, what a year for you between between Judge and this Eagles thing. This you must be on cloud nine. Yeah, sixty two home runs uh, and watching Jalen Hurts operate and you know this entire team. Nick Sirianni's just done an incredible job. But yeah. I don't think it, as much as we talk about Hurts and you know a great weekend from Miles Sanders in this game against the Giants. But really, really, when you think about it, Nick Sirianni has just done an incredible job. This team can beat you in any number of ways. If you shut them off on the ground, they can throw the ball. If you, you know, you stop the the, the pass, they can run the ball. They play, you know, they, they might not be the best defense in the NFL, but they're very, very good. They get the job done. And in the last few weeks, the weakness that was the special teams, even that has has improved vastly. So. Sky's the limit for this group, and it's been a heck of a lot of fun to call. Yeah, so let's uh, get to the guy, obviously, I would know pretty well, and that's Miles Sanders. There are two NFL running backs out of five that over 1,000 yards, Saquon Barkley and Miles Sanders. What has he added, and what has Jalen Hurts' presence met to the performance of Miles Sanders? You know, it's, it's funny you bring that up because uh, on Sunday night when I did my show in Philadelphia on, uh, on 94 WIP, I, I, I threw out the subject of should we consider giving an extension to Miles Sanders? Now, Eagle sports talk all year has been under the assumption that this is Miles Sanders' walk year, that the Eagles don't really value the running back position that much, that they're not going to invest big money into keeping Miles Sanders. But to your point, Steve, this guy has matured this season, and, and I think it's a tremendous influence on everyone coming from a guy like Jalen Hurts. But how many times have we seen athletes in, in football and baseball, you know, in whatever pantheon of the world of sports that we follow, some guys take a little bit longer to mature as men. These are young boys that are coming out of school into the professional ranks. Many of them, you know, with a substantial amount of, of income and money for the first time. Whatever it may be, this season has been the one where Miles Sanders runs to the hole. He doesn't hesitate. Everything that he was criticized for in his first couple of seasons as a Philadelphia Eagle, that has all changed this year. Now, is it too late with all the, the free agents that this team is going to have? And, and you obviously really should extend the quarterbacks. I think the question and the doubt is over as far as Jalen Hurts being the quarterback of this team moving forward is concerned. Is Miles Sanders a guy that you always, that, that you also uh, want to keep around this team? But I have watched him develop not just as a running back, but maturity, 
just as an overall man, as a human being, as a person this year, and it's been a delight to watch. I love the guy, and I wish there was a way that, that, that he could continue to wear midnight green after the season is over. Yeah, he's been he's had an outstanding year's first one thousand yard season. Yeah. Uh, I know I know Dallas Goddard is not back yet, but eventually he will get back. Uh, and I think it's important he gets back before you get to the playoffs just so he has a couple of games under his belt. But what can his mere presence mean to an already loaded, diverse offense? Well, when Goddard's on the field, right now behind maybe Kelsey in Kansas City, and uh, I don't know if uh, if the tight end in San Francisco, if uh, if Kittle is stepped or some injuries is still on that level. I, I, I might put Goddard ahead of Kittle right now, maybe right on that same line with Kelsey in Kansas City. But Dallas Goddard is the perfect combination of a blocking tight end and a clutch receiver type of tight end. He is that last piece that the Eagle offense can showcase. If you if you if you key on Miles or if you key on AJ Brown or if you double up on Devontae Smith Dallas Goddard's there. He's in the seam. He makes the tough catches. Well, we, we all know how good a player he is. Now, I'll tell you what. These last couple of weeks, especially this past Sunday, uh, the, the backup tight ends, Jack Stoll and Craig Calcaterra, have done yeoman's work for guys that really don't get much, much work with a guy like Goddard on the roster. I think they've filled in admirably these last couple of weeks. But I, I would hope that maybe the Dallas game – uh, he'll be eligible, obviously, uh, yeah. for the Dallas game on Christmas Eve. Uh, but if, if you want to put the Cowboys away with a knockout punch, I think he would really, really help on Christmas Eve down in, in Arlington, Texas, uh, to put the Cowboys into a, a, a wild card situation and be able to maybe rest some guys against both New Orleans in that last game against the Giants in week 18 of the season. But uh, as much as I was fearing that the tight end position would take a big, big dip without Goddard. Let, let's let's praise what they've done with Stoll and with Calcaterra, but I tell you what, right behind Kelsey, I think Goddard has stepped up this year as one of the two best tight ends in the entire league. Yeah. Uh, you know, the guy I'd love to pull aside quietly would be Bill Belichick. And and and. I want to go back to when he had like a Super Bowl level defense. And you and I both know, Ricky, that Belichick, you know, based on the fact that he had the personnel to do this, had the mm -hmm. ability usually to take away your best option and make the other options beat you. I'd love to find out from him which option on this Eagles team would you take away? I mean, which one? I yeah, don't know which one. It's pick your poison. It really is. Uh, I, I would think maybe a guy like Belichick would say, you know, A.J. Brown's the guy because he's the game breaker. But you're right, yeah. Steve. You take one you take one guy out, you know, it, it, it'll be Devontae. Uh, you, know, you take Miles Sanders out, it might be Goddard. And, and the key is that this season Jalen Hurts has pr played practically mistake-free football. His yeah. decision-making process has been outstanding. He's got touch. Look, does he have a – He's not Steve McNair, okay, which, which is the comparison that I like to make sometimes with a yeah. guy like Jalen Hurts. He's, he doesn't have the cannon that McNair had, but there's a lot of other attributes that make me remember Steve McNair when I'm watching Jalen Hurts. He's got touch, he's got accuracy this year, and his decision-making process has been 
outstanding, and it makes all those weapons really bring a defensive coordinator or a guy like Belichick that you bring up into the question of just pick your poison. Well, here's the other interesting part. The Eagles are averaging, despite the fact they score so fast, nearly 32 minutes of possession a game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And part of that tells me, of course, about the offense, but it also tells me quietly how efficient the defense has been. What have you thought watching this Eagles defense? Especially the last few weeks. Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. uh, We're talking about long in the tooth. But even these guys that maybe got off to a, a bit of a slow start early in the season were kind of invisible. But they have really turned it on. I, I tell you what, the addition of Bradbury on the uh, of uh, James Bradbury on the other side from Darius Slay was a stroke of genius by another guy that really deserves a lot of credit. I, I mentioned this the other night: story of redemption in Howie yeah. Roseman, a guy who was relegated yeah. to the corner office when when uh, you know they they uh, hired Chip Kelly and gave Chip Kelly all the power uh, and basically you know uh, put to Howie Roseman. Uh, in the in the closet down the hall, so right. for a guy like that to come back and make some of these personnel decisions that he's made, to bring in a guy like Kaiser White, uh, you know Hassan Reddick, to put the pieces together with this team, and now and all uh, you know he's not perfect. Robert Quinn hasn't really done much, and now he's hurt. So it's not that every move he makes, and we all know about the Jefferson and the receivers that he didn't take, uh, you know, in in the draft. I get it. But all, all in all, and overall with this defense especially, he has put some pieces on the field this year that have worked, that have really made this defense complete. You can't really, you know, torch them in the air. You can't really run against them. They adjust to what the heck you're doing to them. But to have the veterans, you know, and then now you have Sue and everyone else that they brought in here, everyone has stepped up and done their part. So for all the criticism that Jonathan Gannon has received, the defensive coordinator, I, I tell you what, it, it, it might not look pretty on paper, but it works on the field. Yeah, um, no, no question. They've been they have been brilliant yeah. uh, to this point. And here's the other part: when I watch guys interviewed, you know, whether it's a press conference or on the field, they can get a little, you know, out of sorts and too happy and crazy. Every time I see when the Eagles interviewed, it's like, okay, that's great. Next one, led by Jalen Hurts. What has his demeanor and his approach to this meant to that locker room and how is it funneled down to them as to how to approach all the winning? You know, I'm glad you brought that up because he has rubbed off on everyone in that room. Practice squad guys to the biggest stars that have contracts through the roof and big reputations. That young man's work ethic, the way he goes about his business, and just the calm, tranquil, never too high, never too low, even keel approach, very cerebral approach that, by the way, he has taken from day one. Even when he was going through his struggles in in seasons past as he was developing and growing and making mistakes, he never changed. He is the same guy that he was when the Eagles were winning, losing, when he looked good or he looked bad. And now you're watching him succeed. And the the most impressive thing is that with success, the attitude has not changed. And that has rubbed off on every man in that locker room. They take a cue from the quarterback. You can't ask for anything more than leadership from your quarterback. And not only physically on the field, what he does, his ability to be able to run and 
and everything he does that we see, but what you don't see right out in front is how he has rubbed off his attitude, just the way he goes about his business has rubbed off on guys that might be seven, eight, nine, ten years older than him that have been around this league for a while. Everyone seems to have taken the same approach as Jalen Hurts, and really that's one of the more impressive things about this young man. No question. It seems like in some ways, even though he's a different kind of guy, and this will, I'll make the last question, because it was so important that the Yankees, at minimum, drew even, and they re-signed Judge. Yep. But Ju- Judge is such a positive clubhouse presence as well. And when your best player is that way, I, Ricky, I don't think you could put a price on it. Just like with Hurts, I don't think you put a price on that with Judge. Very similar. Both those guys, coincidentally. Aaron Judge, Jalen Hurts, very both, you know, very positive parents. You know, I've yes. met Jalen's family. I've met Aaron. I've grown very close to Aaron Judge's parents because they were with us each and every day, uh, you know, during the home run chase. And when I filled in for John Sterling on about, uh, I guess it was about 12, 15 games that I did on the English side that basically, uh, you know, Aaron's parents were, were clinging on every home run call, whether it was John or myself. Uh, You can tell that both these guys have tremendous upbringing. They take their their craft seriously. And and I tell you, I don't think that $360 million will change Aaron Judge. And whenever the Eagles do decide to extend Jalen Hurts, you know, from my heart, I really do believe that won't change him for the, you know, for the, uh, for the negative in any way, shape, or form either. It's just a, an absolute pleasure to, to be associated with these two athletes. For me, I'm very, very fortunate to be able to cover and call each and every play and every home run of, of Aaron Judge and every touchdown run or throw of Jalen Hurts. Uh, I, I consider myself a very, very lucky guy. Well, they're fortunate to have you, and that's just a personal opinion on this side. Ricky, thanks so much. We really appreciate you. And, yes, they are fortunate to have you. Appreciate you. Much appreciated. Thank you for the kind words. Happy holidays to all your listeners, to you and your family and your great crew. You guys are pros. Do a fantastic job. And enjoy the Rose Bowl, my friend. I will enjoy it. It will be a lot of fun. Jack, Ham, and I will enjoy it. And let's see if they can get a W. You got it.